I'm here to be an all-time great. great. Now rocking with the best. Perfect yellow, perfect yellow, perfect yellow, perfect yellow. The Lakers repeat back-to-back title. Welcome to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Oh, he's smoking hot. The latest Laker news. Another great Showtime feed. The greatest Laker show. This is going to be legendary for a long time. This is the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Lakers all day. Go Lakers! What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to the latest edition of the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. On the line right now, I got Antonio Williams, former NBA scout for the Phoenix Suns. How's it going, man? Hope all's well with you and the family. Man, I appreciate it. Same to you. Uh, I'm doing well. Appreciate you for having me on. Um, looking forward to discussing my journey as well as talking about the home team as well, man. So uh, I'm excited. Yep. In today's show, we're going to talk about um, what was it like being a scout for the Suns and if the Lakers won the championship. Would that be the best championship in the Lakers history? And LeBron James, if he wins the title, would that be the best championship he's ever won? So let's start with the NBA scout, former NBA scout for the Suns. So tell us a little bit about how was it like being the scout for the Suns? You know, it was great because uh, I got to put my passion for the game, Mm -hmm. um, got to utilize and leverage that, as well as all the different experiences that I had before. You know, working um, in scouting, uh, ESPN as a writer as well, writer, scout, analyst, um, working in basketball sports marketing at Nike where I was wearing my scouting cap there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so putting all those things together and working in the NBA league office as well as being a player myself, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so all of those different things um, really helped me in terms of not only my experiences and my understanding of the game, but also leveraging and relying on some of those relationships that I built in different areas before I became a scout for the sun. So um, great experience, learned a lot, got to rely on some familiar things as well. So it was awesome. Yeah, that's good, man. So speaking of scouting, how do you uh, value uh, LaMelo Ball that's coming into the draft? How do you think he's going to be in the NBA? um, Yeah, I I like LaMelo Ball a Mm -hmm. lot, just as much as I, I mean, you know, I like Lonzo as Mm -hmm. well. When I was with the Suns, I was very, very high on him. And, um, Mm -hmm. I can say this as a point guard, big baby Jonathan, that um, I'm very hard on point guards, man. Mm -hmm. Very hard on them from an evaluation standpoint Mm -hmm. because um, it's the position that I play. Mm -hmm. It's the position that's the most important position on the floor. Whether you're the best player on the team or not, it's the most important position on the floor. And um, so I like him a lot. Um, He's matured a lot in his game. I like his size as a guy that plays as a point guard. But I also like the fact that he has enough versatility to get off the ball as well. Mm -hmm. So he can play with another dominant wing player, say Mm -hmm. a LeBron James or someone like that, right? And when you're playing that point guard position, you got to – that's one of the things that you have to be able to do, Mm -hmm. right? You know, we've seen in recent years Steph Curry be able to do that where it's, okay, you need me to bring it up and initiate, I can do that. Okay, Clay got the rebound, he can bring it up. Mm-hmm. Draymond got the rebound, he can bring it up. Then, of course, when they had KD, KD got the rebound, he can bring it up, mm-hmm. and I can get the spots on my floor, on the floor, and still um, score efficiently without having a bunch of dribbles to set up scoring opportunities. So 
Um, I think LaMelo could do that as mm-hmm. well because of his scoring ability. Um, I like him a lot. Like him a lot. Yeah, me too. Love his game. But his dad was talking about it won't fit on uh, Golden State. Do you think it will fit if he's on Golden State? You know, I, I think his game is versatile enough that he can fit anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, his dad wants him to be much like Lonzo. Mm-hmm. When you are a league guard, you want to have the opportunity to create and have the ball in your hands almost all the time, for sure. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he can score, he can get off the ball and things of that nature, I think allows him to play with anybody. So um, I certainly think he with, with their veteran core – but the thing about that veteran core that they have with that championship experience, all of those guys can still go, right? Mm-hmm. So he can learn a lot from them. And inevitably, I, I think when they get their full complement of players back next year, Golden State's going to be playing some meaningful basketball. And I can say this, I can say this, man. When you look at the development of a Pascal Siakam, mm-hmm. you look at the development of a Fred Van Vliet, Sure, those guys got in the gym and worked on their games, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I love both of those players. Yeah. But one of the things that helped them develop and helped them perform at a championship level when they were playing for that ring last year mm-hmm. was the fact that even before Kawhi showed up, they were playing in the Eastern Conference Finals with DeMar DeRozan, yep. right? 100%. So when, you, when you're getting that type of experience early in your career, it only helps to um, – it helps to – it makes your learning curve go a lot of faster, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, um, so in the case of LaMelo, if he's able to play in that situation with those guys and they're playing meaningful games, it will help his – it will help speed up his development and fast-track his development as a player. Yeah, 100%, man. Love his game, love his passing ability, shooting. But um, I feel like he would – I think he should go to New York. Get the Knicks back up and running, man. He'll bring an assignment. Oh. Lonzo or LeVar Ball will be over there talking. They'll get tension and stuff. So I feel like New York Knicks should do anything in their power to try to get LaMelo to New York, man. That's how no, I feel. For, no, no question. From a branding standpoint and having that type of player mm-hmm. that, you know, because so now it gives them two guys that can create when you have him and an R.J. Barrett. So you got yeah. two wing guys that can create and make things happen. And so, essentially, when you look at talking about Kawhi, mm-hmm. you look at the Clippers, that's what makes them tough. Mm-hmm. The fact that now they, when they have Kawhi and Paul George as well, so now I have two guys. And then when we bring Lou Will off the bench, I have three guys in my five that can make something happen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and shot fabricators, meaning they can fabricate offense for themselves as well as for their teammates. And when you are an opposing defense, it's virtually impossible to game plan against that mm-hmm. because you can't roll your, your defensive coverage off to one person because if you lean too heavily on Kawhi, well, you're leaving Paul George one-on-one, right? Mm-hmm. And vice versa. So, you know, so if the Knicks have an opportunity to do that, it would be great for them. And LaMelo is box office, right? Yes, 100% and, and box office, love his game. Box 100%. office, right? And they need box office in New York. Cause so not only is it a huge miss, man, for the Knicks, mm-hmm. it's a huge mix. It's a huge miss for the league when the Knicks aren't box office. Yeah. I, Just I, as much as when the Lakers aren't box office, right? True. Yeah, yeah, true. hundred percent. Right? Yep. So because I remember the Lakers were the last six years been down. You know, they weren't getting talked about too much. But as soon as LeBron comes, we're in the media. 
you know, we're getting talked about. So I understand it. So if then I want to see the Knicks good again. So I want to see that competition in the East, you know? No question. And yeah. take that a step farther. Look at the ratings when LeBron wasn't in the playoffs last year. Yep, 100% right? it went down. Look at the ratings, Yep. right? So so you're, you're spot on. It's a huge miss when, you know, of course the sweet spot mm-hmm. is the 80s where what we see now in terms of the NBA uh, dominating pop culture, mm-hmm. that was established in the 80s where you had – Patrick in New York, right? Mm, you had yeah. Dr. J and Moses, then Barkley in Philly. Obviously, you got Bird in Boston and McHale and Parrish and, and the great Dennis Johnson. Detroit was a major market back then. You got Isaiah, right? Mm-hmm. And then you obviously got Magic in L.A. And then what put the, the uh, cherry on top is that dude in Chicago, Michael right? Jordan. Yep. So, so that led, that basically built the groundwork for the NBA to be what it is right now. So it's a huge miss, man, when the Lakers and Knicks or Celtics, you know, there was a time when I was in the, when, with the Suns, you had, now the Celtics were good, but still you had the Lakers, Celtics, Sixers in the lottery. Yeah, right? I remember that, yeah. That's a miss for the league. They mm-hmm. need, and matter of fact, it was back-to-back years when I was with the Suns, okay. right? Yeah. So, um, and the Celtics were in the lottery because they had the Nets picks, mm-hmm. right? But the but the Sixers and the Lakers were in the lottery because they just weren't that good, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't and, that and, good. I remember that year. Right, man. it was devastating. Yeah. So so you think about, about that. So you you had the Lakers. So Lakers, um, Celtics. I mean, I'm sorry, Lakers, Knicks, Philly, mm-hmm. Chicago, all lottery teams, mm-hmm. right? So um, you know it, it's in the best interest of the league if all of those teams that are in major markets have some level of relevance, man. Yeah, I mean, I just like the competition in the NBA, man. So speaking of my Lakers, man, they're in the bubble. Uh, <laughs> what is your expectations for the Lakers? Like, do you think if they don't win the championship, it's going to be a complete failure if they don't get to the championship and get it done? Well, of course, for them it is, mm-hmm. right? And, and especially anytime you have a team with LeBron James, then when you add Anthony Davis to it, of course, for them, it's a failure. But, you know, one of the things that you – got to look at with them is uh, the things I look at big baby man is we're starting the season right brother yeah. but we want these guys to stay healthy so we can finish the season mm-hmm. right and, and so the Clippers come in with their full complement of players right so these next seven games as people are not only is it incre- is it important because the league needs these seven games to get the TV money that's why we're having seven games Right. Mm-hmm. But it's also important from a rotation standpoint because the Clippers, let's take them, they have to set their rotation and those guys have to gain a comfort level playing with each other. Right. And yeah, so now yeah. when we're talking about the Lakers, think about this. Right before the suspension of play, Avery Bradley was rolling. Right. Mm-hmm. Avery Bradley was rolling. Yeah, he was playing at, the defense, at, shooting that three, man. Exactly. As a because most of the time when we think of three and get, three and D guys, we think of guys that are the size of a Trevor Ariza or a Robert Covington, six seven, six eight. Well, because Avery Avery Bradley is so relentless defensively and understands defensive concepts, he can guard up, meaning he can guard guys bigger than him. Mm-hmm. Right. So he was one of the few three and D guys that you looked at. That's like six two or six three. Right. So he was he is very, very important and very, very valuable to their team. Them not having him. Right. 
them not having Rondo. And we saw the condition that Rondo was getting in, right? Mm, yeah. we were, I think we were going to see playoff Rondo, right? Yeah, playoff Rondo, man. I'm excited. Right, right. And especially – happens. And, and I think, you know, in the role that he would have played with the Lakers, he would have been able to do that because you're not, you're not relying on him to be playoff Rondo for 48 minutes, right, or 45 minutes. In his role where he's playing 25 minutes or so, he could be playoff Rondo. So with him not being there, those are two big misses. So what that does is it puts even more emphasis for the Lakers on Markeith Morris, right, on Deion Waiters, on J.R. Smith, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and so these next seven games, not only do these guys have to get their game legs under them, the Lakers are going to have to try to figure out how to implement these guys because they're going to need them, right? Mm-hmm. And so – and the thing that, you know, for JR that I like is JR's in tremendous conditioning. Um, but the other thing that I like about JR as well, uh, brother, is like JR not only has championship experience, right? But you have to take that championship spotlight and not and take it up a notch or two when you're having championship experience and you're playing next to LeBron James, right? Yeah, right, 100%. The microscope is, is, is now on you. It's a little brighter, right? The spotlight's mm-hmm. a little brighter when you're competing for a championship next to LeBron, right? And, yep. and so JR has not only that championship experience, but experience competing for a ring next to LeBron. So he's not going to be afraid of the moment, right? And, mm-hmm. and um, so, again, JR, Deion Waiters, Marquise Morris, those guys are key to the Lakers as they try to win this thing. Yeah, I 100% agree with you, but LeBron's going to turn up in the playoffs. I feel like he's going to no show everybody he's still the king. AD's going to have to step up. He's healthy. We got Kuzma. We got KCP. We got Dwight Howard's going to bring in energy, Alice Caruso. So everybody's going to have to step up. But I feel like if LeBron, because LeBron took a Cavaliers team in 2007 to the finals with Drew Gooden, Booby Gibson, Delonte West. I renewable. Agalskis and all that. So you could do that with that Cavs team. You could do it with LeBron, or you could do it with this Laker team. And this Laker team is going to show everybody that they're the best. They were riding high, 49-14 and when they lost to Brooklyn. We beat Milwaukee and the Clippers. I feel like LeBron should be hand the MVP because he's doing it at the highest level, 17th season, dominating. You know, and he's more motivated than ever that I've seen. You know, he's in the gym early, late. He's having that Kobe Bryant mentality, man. Taking it, he wants to win this ring. He wants to prove the doubt is wrong. And I feel like he hears the noise that Skip Bayless talks about him. I really feel like he hears it. I really feel like he hears it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. LeBron hears everything. Yep, he does. Yeah, he so hears everything. And, and you know, one of the things I like about him as a player mm-hmm. is, you know, there are different ways, man, to to um, take that negative criticism mm-hmm. and, and and allow it to fuel you. Some people take that negative criticism and it becomes fuel. And they, quite frankly, they're great players, but they may not be great teammates, mm. right? Yeah. And, and LeBron James is a great player. Here's all of this criticism and is a great teammate as well, right? He, he is very much invested in bringing guys along for the ride with him. Um, you know, again, look at Caruso. His game has grown so much because of the presence of LeBron James because now you're playing games of meaning. You're playing meaningful games now, right? Um, last year, when you look at the um, – look at, again, Brant, and if you look at New Orleans, take nothing away from 
the way that some of those guys have been able to progress. But Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram are better players because they spent the year playing with LeBron James. Yeah, facts, right? 100%. I've been telling they, everybody that. I've been telling all my friends players, I podcast with. So yeah, I agree with you 100%. They're better players partly because they spent the year playing with LeBron. And, and, and so, because again, it, it, it's, it's the sink or swim mentality, number one. Number two, his presence on the, on the floor and all the things that he allows other people to really see and the opportunities that they get because he's on the floor really helps them to progress. So if you're not resistant to it, and if you look at it through the light, right lens, you have no choice but to get better playing with LeBron. Let's take the guy over my shoulder. Let's take um, Kobe. Kwame Brown played his best years as a pro with Kobe Bryant, right? Yeah. And, and, and so Kobe, with that, I'll say this big baby Jonathan, brother. Mm-hmm. You know, that if, if there was one thing that if there's an area where people underrate Kobe, yeah, it's his ability to make other players better. Okay, say that one more time so my people that listen to me tonight, <laughs> say that one more time. If, if there's an area where the great Kobe Bryant was underrated, is it's, it's his ability to make players better. Facts, 100%, man. Kobe Bryant made and, and, 100%. Man, no doubt, no doubt, man. And and you know, look at look at Paul Gasol, great player before the Lakers acquired him. Yep, right, great player, but became an even better player with the great Kobe Bryant. Right, Speak, yeah. Speaking of Paul, that 2008 Finals, he got bullied by Kevin Garnett. The next two years, he played dominant physicality. Kobe gave him an earful after that Finals. Right, right. So you know, it, mo- it motivated him. It mo- right, uh, Kobe, mo- uh, Kobe put that fire in Pau Gasol by just talking mess to him. Nope. So no it, question. it worked. So no question. And if you look at, and I know that, you know, things got off to um, maybe it didn't get off to the best start, but look at Andrew Bynum before injuries. Mm. Right. And look at his progression. And, and, and that's playing with the great Kobe Bryant. And I want to touch on that because big guys, mm-hmm. it, it's a different landscape for me as a point guard, as it is for a big guy. Mm-hmm. I have to prove that I can play. Big guys have to prove that they can't, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So oftentimes when you see big guys that have the cheat code, they don't get better because they don't have to, because they, they don't, they, they can just be big and get paid for being big, right? Mm-hmm. Big guys don't have to be married and love basketball. They can, they can like it and get paid. Right. Which is why oftentimes one of the things you mentioned, Kevin Garnett, one of the things that made Kevin Garnett great is, yeah, he had the cheat code from an athletic standpoint. But guess what? His passion for the game was just like mine. Yeah. Right. And you don't see big guys that compete like that. Right. Because they don't have to compete like that to get paid. Right. Mm. And so um, so when you do find one that competes like that, you're playing with house money. Right. And so Andrew Bynum, as a big guy, got in the gym and got better. Right. Yeah, 100 percent. man. He got in the gym and got better because he had a little, you know, as a big guy with a little bit of skill, he was going to get paid regardless. Yeah, he was. But, but he turned himself into an all star. Right. And a coach and, and Kobe seeing that mentality, seeing that approach to the game no doubt had an impact on him. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Because I remember Bynum was dominating highest level, and he got injured against Memphis, and then injured against Memphis again. Got healthy, was dominating All Star. And there was reports about Lakers going to trade Bynum for or Dwight to L.A. for Bynum. Lakers were like, no. And then they finally ended up doing it for Dwight. Right. But as soon as Bynum left L.A., he went to Philly and Indiana, and then he had Just a, didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, the, the it is. Injuries, unfortunate. right? Yeah. Unfortunate. But, you know, again, playing with a great Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. and and playing in those pressure-packed situations mm-hmm. when you're a young guy is nothing better for your development than playing in those types of situations. Yeah, 100%, man. And I feel like if Bonham didn't get injured in 2008, we would have beat the Celtics. See, that's the thing. So to your point – when when the Lakers played the Celtics in 2010, mm. everybody remembers that Kendrick Perkins was injured. Everybody yeah, remembers remember that. that. Mm-hmm. And nobody remembers 2008 with Andrew Bynum and Trevor Ariza. Yep, Trevor Ariza, right? man. Nobody remembers that. But they mm-hmm. talk about 2010 and Kendrick. And Kendrick played a big role on that team for the Celtics. No question about yeah, that. Yeah, but did. the Lakers in 08 were injured as well. And, and, you know, and, and people kind of don't remember that. Yeah, actually, 2008, I don't even – I don't remember that year for the – Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even – everybody – some Celtics fans always send me the link to the two, the game six. I don't even watch it because, you know, but I uh, send them the link about 2010 and they never respond. Right, exactly. So it's all good. That's it's how it goes. Good. But, yeah, man. And I was um, fortunate enough to be yeah. in the house in 2008 in game one. In Boston. I was living in Boston at the time, yeah. working for ESPN, and I was there. And incredible feeling, incredible yeah. feeling. Yeah, I always wanted to go to an NBA Finals, but no fans this year. But So if LeBron wins the championship with everything going around the, around the world, the pandemic, the George Floyd thing, everything that's happened in 2020, and if he wins it, would that be one of the greatest championships LeBron ever accomplished in history? Yeah, no, no question. It, mm-hmm. it would – Man, I, I can say this. I can say this, brother. Mm-hmm. If this would be an amazing accomplishment for anybody that wins the title, yeah. mm-hmm. right? 100%. But yep. for a guy to do this in year 17 that he's doing, mm-hmm. um, I, I think, you know, it would be with everything that not only from a societal standpoint that's happened, right? The pandemic and uh, you mentioned where we are from a social standpoint. The other thing is, we lost Kobe, right? Yeah. So that that's added. So with all of the things that the Lakers would have had to would have to endure to win this, um, and then losing an Avery Bradley and yeah. overcoming that, like it, it, <clears throat> it, I, it would be a great accomplishment. And, and let me say this: for all of the people that and this isn't a hot take, this isn't trying to be inflammatory or incendiary, man. Yeah. This is facts. Yeah. Right. I, I think when people say that this season should have an asterisk, mm-hmm. right? And they mean it in a negative way, or they mean it, it because oftentimes when they say it, I ask them, well, what's the connotation for you, right? If you mean that in a negative way, that somehow this is easier mm-hmm. or somehow this doesn't hold as much weight, then I, I vehemently disagree with people that have that mindset. Because, and reason being is take all of the things away that we just discussed, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. If you take all that away, oftentimes you have people that either haven't played or don't understand the grind as a player that covered this thing. 
And so they say those statements and they don't understand if you remove all the things that we just discussed, they don't understand how difficult it is to win a championship. Yep. Right. (laughs) It's difficult for anybody to win one. And then when you add all of the other things, if you're going to put some sort of special connotation toward it, it should be in the positive, Mm -hmm. right? Because this has made it more difficult to win a title, more difficult to sort of, and I can say this as a player. Yeah. When, and you know, because early on the pandemic, there were other players like a Jason Tatum, a, uh, a Giannis, people were making a big deal out of the fact that both of those players had said, you know, when we were a few weeks in, they had said they hadn't picked up a ball. Yeah, I remember that. I can say this as a player, right? I tore my Achilles in 2011. Mm -hmm. And from 2011 until now, I haven't played two basketball games, Mm. right? The only time I pick up a game is when I'm working, when I'm training a player and player mm-hmm. development. Yeah. Um, so the skill part, because I've been doing this all my life, if you give me a week, I'll come back just like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, so again, players understand that. So what makes it difficult, what's tedious is the conditioning, mm-hmm. not the skill part. Yeah. Right. The conditioning is the stuff that is the thing that's hard, especially as you get older. Right. You don't bounce back as quickly as you used to. So to have a four-month, four-and-a-half-month suspension in play, right, and then come back, it's the conditioning part, you know, making sure that you avoid injury, things of that nature. That's the more difficult part, not the skill part. So with that being said, to come back and play at this level, and it's great it gave guys the time to rest their injuries. Some guys reinvented their bodies. Awesome. But – to come back and then refocus, go through all the things that you go through and win it, this is an amazing accomplishment for anybody. But when you add the fact that LeBron James plays for the Los Angeles Lakers and is in year 17, it becomes an even more incredible accomplishment if they are able to win this thing. Yeah, man. If they win this championship, man, it's going to be up there with one of the greatest championships in Laker history, no in my question. opinion. Because no what question. they went through, losing Kobe, losing Gianna, and – Everything that happened, pandemic, and, you know, I agree with you, the, the conditioning, because that's why I think they uh, have those three exhibition games and then those eight regular season games to get their body right, you know? Exactly. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Next week, actually, is the opener, the 30th for L.A. and LA, Battle of L.A. is next week. So, speaking right. of that, um, right. who out of the seven-game series, who do you think will win in the seven-game series, Lakers or Clippers? Be- before we end the show, who do you, who would you take? Man, at full strength, and, and 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 this pains me to say this, mm-hmm. at full strength, yeah, I think the Clippers win. Okay, I think the Clippers win. Okay, and, and because of, I just say from a um, a um, a matchup standpoint, yeah, right with with Kawhi, Paul George, Lou Will, like we, we're going to now. If the Lakers get incredible contributions from Caruso, again, Dion Waiters, uh, J.R. Smith. Those guys, then they can beat them. Mm-hmm. But they need those guys to show up, right? Um, so because the, the the Clippers are just so deep. Mm-hmm. They're very deep. And so when they get into their second unit, the Lakers' second unit is going to have to perform. Now, one of the things that plays in the Lakers' favor, again, is we are we had a suspension in play. So mm-hmm. LeBron's rested. Yep. Right? 
Yeah, so LeBron's resting. So this is so, so that's different. No question. So that's different. Now, if you're looking at this from okay, LeBron just went through an 82 game season, and 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 now he's got to go in in the playoffs. And because you know, if you look at it, one of the things that that we're this is why um, Rondo, Deion Waiters, um, Avery Bradley, these guys are important because one of the things that happens with the Lakers is what happens when LeBron goes to the bench, right? Who fabricates offense, right? Who creates play? Who, who, who's the person with size on the wing that creates plays for, for himself and others, which is why, again, it was very important, mm -hmm. very important, because he can do that. Now, what's going to be one of the things to look at is Caruso – even Anthony Davis, this will be undoubtedly as great as Anthony Davis is. This would be the first time that Anthony Davis, and this is, and I'm, of course, I'm picking the Lakers to make a long run. Yeah, and yeah. if they play in a seven game series and they beat the Clippers, it wouldn't surprise me. I would be happy. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, so, so, um, but one of the things to really look at with Paul George has experience playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis now again different year because of everything that we've had going on mm -hmm. but we want to see Anthony Davis get out of the first round of the playoffs right yeah and he's going to get have to get acclimated on the fly to playing deep playoff run intensity basketball which as we know is different right and, way and, different. And, and AD is incredible but he's going to have to adjust to that on the fly now, what makes it easier for him to adjust in to that on the fly is he's got 23 next to him, right? Yeah. So, so that, that, that makes it a whole lot easier. 100%, man. But if I got the Lakers in six. Um, LeBron James, AD, I know, like you said, role players have stepped up. But when we played them last time before the season got canceled, uh, Lou Williams is a liability on defense because every time LeBron bring up the ball, Avery Bradley goes to the screen, and then Lou Williams will have to come guard LeBron. LeBron would yeah. attack Lip. So that's why uh, the other Morris got put in because Doc Rivers took out Lou Williams because of the defense. Yep. And I feel like the Clippers are going to – I don't know. They haven't had that chemistry yet. I haven't seen it. They gave up 142 points against Memphis. They had times where Kawhi was yelling and screaming at, at times. I'm like – As they, he should. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because when LeBron did it, the media – or the skate Bears brought it to – the media and start talking about it. But when Kawhi does, it's just put under the rug. That's how I feel about certain situations. Um, can you hear me? Hold on. Okay. We got some technical difficulties. Y'all here. Hold on. But, uh, yeah, man. Anyway, um, like I said, um, yeah, the Lakers going to win the championship for Kobe and can you hear me? Sorry about that. Yeah. We Hold got on. Some technical difficulties. Sorry about that. But uh, you're listening to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. I got Antonio Williams on. We're talking about the Lakers. Um, Seven-game series versus Clippers. We're discussing all that and more and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, sorry Hold about on. that. Hold <laughs> on. I got muted somehow. Can you hear me? 
Sorry about that, y'all. Technical difficulties. Let's see here. But uh, yeah, just uh, sorry about that, y'all. Technical difficulties on our part. Um, so I'm gonna end this Big Baby Jonathan Sports podcast. I just want to thank Antonio Williams for coming on the show. Sorry about the technical difficulties, y'all. It was a great show. But make sure you guys turn on your post notifications. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He's coming back in. Sorry, y'all. He's coming back in. <clears throat> can, you, can you hear me? What's going on? Can you hear me? Sorry about that. People that listen to us tonight on the show, uh, sorry about technical difficulties, man. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I have no idea what happened hey, there. <laughs> I was just about. To, I was just about to end the show. So uh, we're, I think, leaving off about LeBron, AD, and all that good stuff. Um, I got the Lakers winning the six. LeBron, like, oh, Avery Bradley would bring up the ball. No, not bring up the ball. Excuse me. LeBron would bring up the ball. Avery Bradley would come set a screen. Lou Williams would come be a liability on defense. That's why uh, Dockers would t- take him out. I got the Lakers winning, and we beat them. The Clippers were fully healthy that game. Fully healthy. We beat them. So, Lakers, I got all the confidence in my Lakers, man. So, I'm just, I'm excited. Very excited. No, nah, man, so am I, man. And, um, you know, and, and that's – and in that game, I believe in that game, Avery was like 6 of 12 from 3, and, and, and mm-hmm. it's – he is a huge loss, man. Yeah. And, again, as I said, you know, those other wing guys, JR, Caruso, Waiters, those, mm-hmm. high, those guys have to step up. Yeah. 100%. They have to now, you know, and because again, when and people um underestimate waiters because waiters is a bucket, yeah, now, he is. He balled out at Syracuse and Cleveland oh, man, and Miami, man. He's a bucket now. And the good thing about it is, you know, I, I think he's in a situation where one of the things when you play with a great player, and the Lakers have two, yeah, when you play with a great player, it allows you as a, a role guy to mm-hmm. be the best version of yourself. Because yeah. all you have to do is what you're good at, mm-hmm. right? So, so uh, Deion Waiters in this role doesn't have to do things that he's not good at. Just be who you are, man. Yep. Right. Yep. So, so I um, like I, Waiters, I'm really. I feel like Deion Waiters is going to prove or surprise a lot of people. A lot of people are like Deion Waiters is is going to be on the end of the bench, ain't going to play. He's going to get thrown up, thrown in there, and probably drop an 18 point spark. You know, spark. So I'm and excited see, for that, man. I'm really excited. Me, so am I. And, and when you when you win a title, when you win a title, that's how you you do it. You yep. do, you have you have guys like that that make contributions. That's how you win a title. Yep. And Jared Dudley too is at the end of the bench, but he's gonna come in there and foul somebody, and it's part of the game, man. And I don't and hit a three, hit a three in the corner, three. top of the key. But the thing about Jared Smith, when LeBron throws him the ball, uh, Jared Smith shoots forty five percent from the three. See, and then that's again because. All, when you have a guy like that, like yep. a LeBron, all you have to do is do what you're good at. Yeah. That's all you have to do. 100%, man. And, and I'm you excited don't have to for do, Thursday for the yeah, opener. You don't have to do – you know, and the scrimmages start tomorrow. So, okay. uh, I'm certainly looking forward to doing that. And then I'm going to say this as well. Um, while Since we were talking about the Lakers. Yeah. I, I'm all about the home teams. So, I'm a Sparks fan too. So, oh. they start Saturday. Yep. I'm trying to – I want to see them get that ring. Yep. Hey, if the Sparks win the championship, Lakers win the championship, man, it'll be all good for LA. We oh, need, man. We need some good we need some good things like going on with in LA, you know what I mean? Like no question. You know? So that'd be good, man. But I just want to thank 
Antonio Williams for coming on the show, man. Go ahead and give out your social media so they can follow you, man. Man, you know, everybody, again, I appreciate you having me. You, Hey, we got to do this again, man, because uh, yep. it's always good to have – oftentimes when I'm doing these shows, I don't get a chance to talk real technical basketball stuff. Yeah. Because we're all at the surface level. But when we actually – when I get a chance to really deep dive in X's and O's and things, yep. I'm really passionate about it. So I like it. So we got to do this again. I got to have you on, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but uh, my, my social media handles are – a dot Williams basketball. It's the way it, the way it sounds, nothing special with the uh, spelling or anything there. They can find me on Instagram. They can find me on um, Facebook, find me on Twitter, all those things at a dot Williams basketball uh, hoop fam. Follow me. A hoop fam continue to follow this guy. He's doing great work and um, looking forward to doing this again. All right, man. Appreciate you coming on, man. It's always a pleasure. And most definitely I got to come on your show, chop it up about Lakers, NBA, you know, Sparks are going to win the championship, Lakers, and I'm looking forward to it, man. So, so am I, man. Talk to Stay you soon, brother. You too. All Appreciate right. you. Mm-hmm.